Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I have the privilege of having Zach Bryant and Christian Kahn. They're realtors, they're up and rising stars, and they're just adding a team, which changes the dynamics of leadership. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So in 90 seconds, tell us who you are, what you do, and how do you distinguish yourselves from the other 42,000, can you believe 42,000 realtors in the state of Maryland? Wow, that's a lot. So my name is Zach Bryant, born and raised in Baltimore been a realtor for four years. And one of the things that separates uh, Christian and I is that, you know, we've had a lot of success in the short time that we've been in real estate, but we're also looking to uh, stay in the business as producers in addition to growing our team. So a lot of realtors look to get out of the business fairly quickly. Uh, This is something that we're very passionate about. We love advising clients and we're very interested in continuing to grow our team. Brilliant. So how do you find uh, your role is changing as you add other realtors underneath you? How does that change your role from what it used to be? Like what's different? What's the same? So I think what it comes down to is, you know, you go from success, which is an individual thing, uh, to significance, which is where you can help other people. And I think what we found is that, you know, the individual success is great, but we really wanted to make a bigger impact. And you know, uh, leave our mark and, and help others to achieve, you know, the level of success we've gotten to and more. Christian, what makes this partnership work? So I think what makes any partnership work, and that's whether it's, you know, whether it's friendship, marriage, business, I think it's uh, it's equal parts that can combine to make a greater whole, but And by also... the way, let me give you a high five there. <laughs> that is the magic of building a team because this way too many teams out there where you have when you look at the individual pieces when they come together the whole is less than the sum of the parts and i think the goal always is how do we get people coming together and create something amazing right so sorry to interrupt but that was like awesome no 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 i appreciate it so and that was that was our that was our goal is you know can we build something bigger than we could build individually and can we as zach said you know significance over success you know what's your footprint what are you leaving behind and i think together we realized we can really provide more resources for our agents and help them at a higher level. And that was really the main goal. Brilliant. As you bring in agents, how can you tell the uh, ones that are going to be highly successful from the ones that think they will but can't? You can't. You can't. So how do you know? Like You can't tell from the, you know, from the start. You know, that's the... You- I am totally amazing on my resume. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Give me an example of somebody coming on board that you thought would do an okay job, but they turned out to be amazing. Like, who's, who's that person on your team? I would say, I would say Darnell, who, because we have three agents on our team as of right now, so it's Christian, myself, three agents. And, you know, Darnell came in with no experience. He was a professional athlete. And, you know, he came in at the end of December, got his license, and he's been knocking out of the park you know and and what we have to do is we have to continue to help him along and and get him to that next level you know and and so he's had some success 
um, you know, he knows that there's more to go and, and uh, you know, he's not at his capacity, but he came in and he sort of had that that drive. And I think that's what you that's what you look for. You look for, you know, the motivation level. What are the reasons why the person's doing it? You know, and if typically when the typically when the reason is money, it's it's short lived. It's short lived. It's not the right fit. However, you want to say it, because when you focus on money, you know everything else falls by the wayside, and it's it's an empty feeling. Um, but when you work on and focus on being, you know, a significant impact on, in other people's lives, and you know you focus on the long game and the longevity and and what you're going to be doing five, ten, and twenty years from now, I think that Darnell understands that, and you just have to help them with the building blocks. And we're, you know, as somebody who's newer in the business, I'm still learning. So, what I did was when I got in four years ago, I was coming from a career where I was in a nine to five position. I was in sales. I was pretty good, you know, but I I didn't have an opportunity in my mind to really explode, um, you know, my potential, and and I wasn't really in a in an environment or in a culture that you know encouraged that so turning point for me was i met craig northrop really just kind of i I knew his son from the the career i was at and i just sat down with him and he basically said look just just come over do it quit your job my wife was a stay-at-home mom um i had one child risk yeah there was a lot of risk but what happened was he inspired me to turn that fear into excitement so when i got right in it was like let's go the feeling is the feeling it's not that the feeling transforms it's just we realize that it's excitement and other people in your position would have labeled it fear that's one of the things i really want the world to know is that that way you feel that fear so what is fear fear is that reptilian response to i gotta fight like hell or run like hell because we're in danger Human beings are at their most powerful, passionate, effective in that zone. That also happens to be labeled excitement. Mm-hmm. And so, so brilliant for you. It's how you channel it. You know, and, and I think Craig, one of the things that Craig said to me that I'll never forget is he said, you'll thank me later. And, and so... And you did. <laughs> I, did I have since, since thanked him several times. But, you know, what it did was it, it, it instilled the confidence. You know, it's, it's good to be confident in yourself, but when you have somebody else that believes in you and says, I think you can do it when you might even be questioning it. I think that's what, you know, that's what a partnership is about with Christian and I. We want to encourage and inspire each other and pick each other up, push each other along. But when you go with somebody like Craig Northrup, who, you know, is one of the most legendary real estate agents in history, and he's sitting there telling you, you got it, you know, that's powerful. So I think that was really all I needed because I was at a point in my career where I was like, look, I don't want to wake up every day and do this. I don't care what the what the risk is because I'm at a point where if I stay where I am, I'm dying inside. Yep. You know? So what's brilliant is, like my definition of leadership, leadership has uh, three primary responsibilities. One is to have one hell of a compelling vision that inspires the troops to say, this is worth taking a bullet for. Number two, building a culture where people actually, the whole is much larger than the sum of the parts. And number three is long-term shareholder value. When you got those three things happening, it allows that leader to help you suspend the fear that you have and go on the journey because you trust them. And it brings out the very best of who you are. How are you two gonna aspire to be able to do that for the people you're leading? 
So one of the reasons we really saw ourselves teaming up as something that would be more beneficial for our agents, you know, anybody that we that we are a leader for, um, in addition to to our own growth and our own potential, was we bring different different things to the table. So. So I may have certain leadership qualities that Zach may not have. So give me an example. Like, so this is a good marriage. Like my wife and I, I am the big thinker, let's go do it. She's the tactician and the reality check. And it's the balance of the focus on detail from her and the vision from me that allows us to function. So what are the attributes you each bring to the table? So I think we both have... Well, it, it, it's different because I think we have. you have to have a lot of the same characteristics and the same traits to really have that same long-term vision, mm-hmm. exactly, to be able to align. But you also need to have, you know, you need to be counterparts in certain areas. Where so where are you guys uh, aligned and where are you guys uh, add value? So I think when you look at the big scope, we're aligned in the fact that we both have the same long-term vision. We both see ourselves doing this for, you know, another 20, 30 years at a very high level. Um, but at the same time, we have the same initial why you know if you think about that why mm-hmm. that driving factor that fire well, whatever wakes you up in the morning you know if it's not an alarm clock what is it and it's our family you know and I think it's a mixture of setting an example for our family providing nice. for our family and leaving something behind that we can be proud of and that our family can be proud of brilliant and so what what do you bring to the table that Zach doesn't so now I'll finally answer that question that you've been asking over <laughs> and over so I think we we both bring different stuff Zach brings more of the He's connected. He's a connector. He knows everybody. He's 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 you know a big social guy, very involved in the community, always giving back, and uh, you know a lot of his his business has been built on that. You nice. Know, it's, it's very referral based. It's very organic. Uh, whereas my business has been a combination of a little bit of that, um, but that's something that I hope to gain a little bit more from from Zach, and I've also built my business more on. A lot of the uh, everything from the old school marketing to the new school marketing. You know, I'm big on digital marketing. Um, everything from Facebook, social media, um, any kind of Google AdWords. I, I love that stuff. I love mm-hmm. learning about it on a daily basis and getting better at it and kind of staying ahead of the curve. You know, whenever uh, algorithms change or anything happens that I think may affect my my ads, I'm the first one to figure out how's that going to affect it. What can we do differently and get better at it? Brilliant. And I would say. That's spot on. One of the the, the thing that uh, Christian I think helps me with a lot is I am more of that big thinker, big picture guy. And one of the things that I that Christian does is he kind of can help bring me down to earth a little bit. And he's a little bit more of the realist sometimes. Um, he's also extremely disciplined, and he's a great example of that. And so you know it kind of drives me in that direction as well. But I think you need somebody who's more detail focus like you had mentioned mm-hmm. um, which is Christian you know we both uh, love to deal with our agents deal with our clients um, but again I think sometimes my head gets in the clouds a little bit which can be a good thing but when you have somebody that can hold you accountable and say okay your head's in the clouds but we need to be on earth right now nice he does that for me and so I I feel like when we first started talking and discussing this partnership I knew that about him and because we had done a transaction together a few years ago just randomly and then we became friends and just in our interactions like there is that difference of personality you know he's a little bit more analytical fair yep. to say um, and and again I'm not so much now if I again if you if you have to do certain things he can jump into my realm I can jump into his realm but sort of our nature and our default settings are different and, nice. and so it, it works and it's that culture and that uh, respect that allows you to stay in your lanes and 
come over when you need to, but having trust in the other person's going to have your back is is huge. And I think we, I mean, I can say that I definitely feel like that. This is a, a really highly effective, real, must be like Bethesda, Northern Virginia kind of area. Her name's Carrie Shule, and her team does about $250 million a year. I presented on the same stage as her, and one of the things I took away was, for her, it's very analytical. It's about tracking, marketing, what's working. Somebody in the crowd asked, you know, how many telephone numbers do you have? And she asked one of her assistants, we have 150 telephone numbers because each ad has a different telephone number so we can measure exactly what we're doing and change it as the climate changes. To be super successful, you need that compelling vision. You need the leadership skills. Then you need that math to you know, make the entire machine work. So let me ask you a question. We all have amazing stories of how powerful and effective we are, but we also have those times where we were ineffective. And one of those things we had to learn a lesson to move forward. Do one of you have one of those things in your real estate career where it was like, oh my God, this was like an important lesson. Might even have been an expensive lesson. Do you have one of those? Because I think a lot of times people that are successful talk about the good stuff, but I think what people really need to know is we're all humans and that's how we learn. Yeah, I think for me, um, sometimes when you when you first get into real estate, when I first got in, I remember I was being very emotional about a lot of different things in the beginning. Like, you know, so you were attached to the outcome. I was attached to the outcome big time, and so there's kind of a there's a transition that happens as you get in. You you first start, you know, and and again, you're in a commission based job, and whether you focus on the money or not, you you have to make sales to to make a living yep. and to have a life. So, when you're new in the business and you don't have a lot going on, and maybe you're the the income winner on the in the family, those those can get tense. So what happened for me was, there were several times where in the very beginning, I tied my emotions to the outcome, mm-hmm. and it was almost probably perceived as desperation mm-hmm. from the other side. And the transition that takes place is, you know, in a negative way, you then become, you make yourself become numb to everything, which can affect your home life, can yep. affect your personal relationships. Then the, the next step, sort of the, the next better step is then saying, okay, I can be emotional sometimes, that's okay, it's normal and healthy, but I also need to know when I need to be objective and I need to be just an advisor. And so that's what makes us good is that now, you know, we know when we can turn it on and turn it off of, okay, now I got to put my real estate hat on. Now I got to be dad. I got to be friend. I got to be husband. But I think there's been times where I've maybe gotten a bit of bad news. And I can remember specific examples, several, where I've gotten bad news, say maybe about a home inspection or a deal fell through and I immediately called my client, right? Right. Like intense emotion going on when it probably wasn't in my or their best interest to be having that conversation at that point. So now I think the lesson that I learned there is sometimes you need to wait a little bit and you need to let everything settle and think about what you're going to say and come at it from, you know, you're, you're the coach, you know, we're the coach mm-hmm. in this, in this business. So we have to come to our clients and say, how can I help them? It's not about me, right. it's not about how I feel about what's going on. It's about how can I get them the outcome that they deserve and why they hired me. There's a difference between attachment and commitment. And a good example of that is when you have somebody that is uh, all their friends have girlfriends or wives. They don't. And the more they try and connect with women, the more repulsive they become. And one day they say, that's it. 
I'm giving up on women. Uh, they're all crazy. Uh, I'm not going to waste my time anymore. And that weekend, they're at, at a grocery store. Somebody drops a can of beans. They pick it up because they have no attachment anymore. And they find, like, Miss Right immediately. And it was almost like the universe, when you're, like, attached to something, repels you. And as soon as you let go, then some th- amazing stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And people can feel that, right? Absolutely. On the other end. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, when you get to a point where, and I tell my clients all the time, you know, when they're, they'll say things like, oh, I'm, I feel bad. If it falls, I feel bad for you. Right. And I say, it's not about the transaction. You know, my goal is to be here for you forever. You know what I mean? So this one transaction. This is a lifetime relationship. Correct. So I'm not worried about this deal falling through. You know what I mean? You, I'm worried about you being taken care of more than anything else. And when you look at it and you truly believe that, that's where you become super successful. And what's amazing is like if you talk to 100 realtors, they're going to say the customer is number one and we're going to do amazing things for the customer and it's going to be fantastic. So much so it becomes cliche. And for customers, when something goes sideways and the realtor steps up and does something amazing, that's when they go, wow, this is a realtor for life because it sets you apart from the rhetoric and you're actually living it. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, and it, that's one of those things. It's all about it's all about the expectations you set and, and the perception that you put out there. So I think we're getting to the point where, and again, this goes back to why we partnered up, I think. One of the big reasons is, you know, the same way when you get married, you know, now friends and family and anybody you meet, what you know, they associate you guys together, you know. Right. Whatever you do looks bad on her, it looks good on her, whatever she does looks bad or good on you. So, you know, we really I think we, we've always been very intentional on on our reputation and our perception, um, both professionally, you know, with the community, with it with anybody, you know. We I think I'd like to say we're both, you know, pretty well respected and, and we've conducted ourselves in a way that warrants that. So when Zach and I talked about the whole partnership, that was one of the things that, you know, you're putting you're putting your reputation on the line now, you know, with someone else. So and that's some something that I think the more we talked about it, the more we felt very comfortable that if there's anybody you're gonna partner up with, you know, that that's who it was. Um, and now I think what it ended up doing is now our clients really just, you know, they, they really see us at you know, at more almost more of a more of a higher level than they did before because now they realize, you know, we partnered up, we're building something bigger. We really, you know, we really care to be able to give more to to our clients, our agents, um, everybody that's involved with us. And we realized that, you know, that was the way to do it was by having more resources, more resources, having more more people, um, more minds involved for every decision we make. So, you know, that's kind of that's kind of where we're headed with that. Christian, you've been in the business for about five years. Right. What's something you know now that you wish you would have done or known sooner that would have actually made your career more successful? Can I uh, can I give two things? Absolutely. So so I think number one is surrounded myself with a culture that is really you know focused on growth and focused on that you know that high level success, um, but also that that community and camaraderie and and you know the big picture. Uh, I think that's something that just in the recent months, um, being with being with Zach and being with, with Northrop Realty, that's something that has, I think, exponentially changed my mindset. And and it's just, it's it's raised that perceived ceiling to another level. So nice. that's something, and again, it's that whole, you know, that whole thing, you, you, you run with the people that are running the seven minute mile, you're gonna run a seven minute mile. You know, you do, you run in 650, you feel great. 
If I run with ne- four-minute milers, yeah. I'd be dead. Ne- but anyway, I get the point. So now I feel like I went from, from that seven-minute mile crew to running with the four-minute mile crew. Brilliant. So you that's know, one. now What's I'm trying to catch one? up, and that's exciting for me. You know, that drives me. Brilliant. Um, so that's number one is, is surrounding myself with a different culture. Um, number two is more on the, you know, I guess, you know, more, more industry-specific, more on the, on the real estate side of things. I would have come to a, a full service the bro- uh, full service brokerage where I am now that actually helps you with a lot of the the daily tasks and activities. So you can focus on what's most important. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, you know, a lot of people call that leverage. Call it whatever you want, but it's just being somewhere, um, and it may be different places for different people. But being somewhere where you know you can focus on what you love and and really what's most beneficial for you and your clients, which in my opinion is that face to face time or you know phone time with clients. Um, to develop the business, grow the business, and, and service your clients. What's something you know now that you wish you knew earlier that would have allowed your career to be uh, successful faster? So this year specifically, one of the things that I've learned and, and come to understand and accept is that this is all about relationships exclusively for me. So meaning my focus this year has been reconnecting, reconnecting with clients that you know, over the four years, I didn't pay a lot of attention to because, you know, the value that they have to me is they trusted me, nice. you know? And so I want to be that person for everyone I deal with now that, hey, you need a dry cleaner? I got the person. You need someone to come detail your car? I got the person. I'm a problem solver. I'm in your corner. Right. So what I've done this year is I've made a big push to just reconnect and, and just meet with and talk to the people that have put their trust in me and focus on that exclusively, including the people like Christian, Craig, the agents on our team, the other people that work for the company, other agents in the business, vendors I've worked with, people that have helped contribute to the success I've had in my career. And just sort of going back and only focusing on those people because what I realized is if you talk about a market shift or a recession happening, which it will help, it will come. You can sort of, they call it recession-proofing your business. You can weather it a lot you, more easily. Easily, right. So it turns out that, uh, you know, just like every other industry, technology is coming in and just changing the entire dynamics. And what they're saying is that realtors that have those strong relationships will be highly valued and will be around. People that just have that transactional relationship, they're not going to survive. Mm-hmm. There will be a robot or an Autobot somewhere doing the transaction for them. Yeah, and I don't, I don't necessarily look at that as a negative thing because I read up, I read Inman, which is like the Wall Street Journal for real estate. And if you, if you look at that, it's essentially the tech that's coming into the real estate realm. It's coming from the West Coast and it's moving east. So Seattle, L.A., San Francisco, Phoenix, Arizona. Right. A lot of the there's something called iBuyer programs, which are basically. Zillow, for example, is going and buying homes themselves and then reselling them, but they are using agents. Now, that's another argument you know, with Zillow is Zillow is selling our data back to us, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. As long as we're the central hub for the data, they have it to sell back to us. The concern would be if the consumer goes straight to Zillow, but the agents that f- focus on the humanistic value of what we do, i.e. relationships and long-term uh, sustainability and trust, are going to be somewhat immune to the speed and the efficiency that some people look for in just the tech. Because just like a lawyer or a doctor, you know, we're a very important piece of their lives and we need to hold ourselves to that standard. And the ones that don't, 
you know, they're going to be the first ones to go by the wayside when the tech comes in and, and like you said, the autobots and just different things that are able to be automated can come in and take away. But there's a lot of things that they can't take away. And the bigger that your list is of those things, the longer you're going to be successful in the business, no matter what happens with tech. At the end of the day, when we came together as human beings into tribes, it was that human connection way back when. The height of our technological greatness, it comes down to the very same thing, that we're all connected. And I want to thank both of you guys for sitting down with me. I always learn something cool on each one of these interviews. Thank you for having us. I mean, podcasts like this, interviews like this, this is really what, you know, it, it excites me. Learning every day is what makes all of us better. So, you know, opportunities like this are, you know, I'm, I'm beyond thankful. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 